Hold on to your hats. The countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one but two days of Powerhouse Wellness featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringoudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. This is Lawrence Tam here in Ashley in Hawaii. I'm actually in Waikiki in Hawaii, and uh, I'm just chilling out with my family today, and or this week, and uh, what's so interesting is that when you're traveling around the world, you never know who you're going to meet. And guess who I meet? I met someone in the pool, bumped into the, in the pool, Dr. Natalie Kringudis. Uh, welcome to the show. I thought we can got to do a podcast while we're here. Thank you, Lawrence. It's such a pleasure to be able to be here, be in Hawaii, and meet you in the pool. It's so, it's so cool. So we just said, you know what? We got to do a podcast. We got to do a recording here. And uh, the reason why is because obviously we're here in Hawaii, we're chilling out, we're relaxing with our family. But uh, it's so important to talk about health and wellness. But we're also gearing up for the Wellness Summit, which you're going to be our guest speaker uh, there. I'm really excited for because it's your first time speaking at the Wellness Summit. But this is actually a record-breaking uh, for the Wellness Guys show because <laughs> Dr. Nat has actually been on the show for the record of times, four times. She's the, she's the, the uh, I guess, the, the interviewee that has been on the show from the Wellness Guys so far I the most times. I can't get enough of you guys, clearly, can yeah, I? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, we can't get enough of you. That's, that's the thing. Oh, that's nice. So we actually get to do a live podcast here. This is really kind of cool. Um, and you get to hear the Hawaiian music in the background. And I thought this is just the perfect setting. So, well, welcome to the show again for the fourth time and, uh, and holding that record so far. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So Damien wants me to give you a big hug uh, in the interview. Thanks, so let's Oh, yeah, let's do that. Thank Damien, you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Brett uh, will want to give you a hug too. But anyways, let's uh, let's talk. Let's chat. Have a chat about uh, your experience so far. I mean, you're here in Hawaii. Why did I you come am. to Hawaii? Why, why, why are you did here? I come to Hawaii? Okay, so truth is, last time I was here, we were here with a big group of people, and it was amazing. We were here for a wedding, and it was all very beautiful. But we didn't get to do a lot of the things we probably would have done had we have been on our own and experienced some of, um, oh, you know, all of Hawaii has to offer, and especially here in Honolulu. So I um, was keen to come back and experience all of that, and and because it's um, it really is that chilled out vibe. But it's, um, you know, it's kid-friendly and it's all of those things. So anyway, this is how we decided to come back here. And it was last minute. We only decided three or four weeks ago to come back. So it's, um, it's been beautiful and it's been everything that I had hoped it would be in the sense of being able to just remove ourselves from the outside world and to chill out. Yeah, it's amazing. Of all the hotels, of all the millions of people <laughs> on this small island, um, we bump into each other in the pool. I'm glad you recognized me, though, because... <laughs> well, well, what Lawrence may not know is I'm yelling out, Lawrence, 
Lawrence and you're not answering you're like totally in the moment in the pool with the kids and I'm thinking to myself it's not Lawrence it's not him he's not answering mind you you're probably in holiday mode going I don't need to listen to to anyone calling my name that's what do you do check on Facebook check and see if I should check in there (laughs) so doesn't so I mean you're gonna be on the wellness hour really excited to have you there because it's gonna be fantastic because I mean people need to hear your message Uh, if any any, I'm sure that most of the people have actually heard you on the previous podcast we've been on you've been on three times so far We've been talking a lot about hormones and stuff, but what have you noticed? I mean, I know when I come on holidays, I come to unwind, I come to kind of chill out. It's hard to with with two young kids, but, um, you know, the one thing is to kind of get away from the regular moments of you know the busyness of when we're back in Australia right now it's winter time it's freezing cold right now it's you know sub temperature uh, sub zero degrees and um, we come here to a nice warmer climate to just kind of de-stress to kind of give our bodies a break how does how does that how do you relate that back to hormones for yourself like how do you find the importance of actually just chilling out and giving your body that time Well, that was very much my reason to come. I, I find winter hard. I really do, if I'm really honest, and I try and embrace it. I know that when you can work with it rather than against it, it's um, a much better stance to take. But for me, I definitely needed some chill-out time. And, you know, I feel like, you know, when someone when you're on holidays and you allow yourself the space to unwind and chill out and, and remove yourself from the rat race, um, it... it, it you know, you kind of wonder, why didn't I do that earlier? Why didn't I do this? You know, and I've certainly been feeling the the brunt of um, stress and work and all of that in the last few months. And knowing that there was at least some rest on the horizon works for me. But I think, you know, we're very conditioned and very good at continuing to almost butt our heads against a brick wall, trying to get a different outcome when it comes to stress. Um, And we know that you know, stress severely upsets our hormone balance. And, and I feel that within myself um, as an, you know, an observation. I see it with, with patients especially where stress is the factor when it comes to their ill health. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like how do you know when how, – how does someone know that they're – I mean – Everybody knows that they're either stressed or not, but I don't think sometimes some people no. don't recognize it. So what are some of the telltale signs of, of actually that you are in stress, that you may need a break? Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, and you're so right. I say to patients in the clinic, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how stressed do you think that you are? And most people will have the same answer, and that is, oh, I cope with stress really well. That's right. Now, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you position yourself? And most people have a really difficult time answering that question because I think we've accepted first of all that stress is just part of living which it is and if we learn how to nurture it we can certainly utilize it in a way to benefit us but we don't do that and no one's teaching us how to do that and no one's teaching us how to recognize the signs and symptoms of stress because they're wide and varied you know some people might have more physical symptoms of you know fatigue or headaches or their thyroid might start to play up Um, for women I look at what signs and symptoms they experience throughout their menstrual cycle and that for me gives me heaps of clues and one of the main things that I observe um, especially when our stress hormones are high is estrogen dominance because it pushes our hormones out of balance and with that um, for most women comes painful ovulation so it's an interesting observation but it's one of the first things I'll ask patients. I'll say, do you experience that? And then it leads me to ask more questions. So, you know, like I said, the symptoms are wide and varied. I think we can identify, you know, easy symptoms of feeling stress, just feeling frazzled, um, you know, constantly feeling like we need to meet deadlines. Our stress response is sometimes higher. But if 
we take it to the next level, there's there's another, I find, um, another bracket of symptoms that need to be considered. Um, and, and I don't think that maybe we're not good at recognising what they, they are. But it's really interesting when you do start to speak about stress. I've done some more research in that area lately, especially when it comes to thyroid and, and young children. And, and what I've learned is that um, very often nowadays babies are being born stressed because the mother has been subject to stress whilst being pregnant and so these these babies their their adrenals are already on and so you know that's the other thing identifying where is the stress is it physical is it a deadline you know are your work demands high maybe you're not eating quality food maybe you're not thinking good thoughts it's not just being busy and I think if we can recognize and identify that it's more than just that we can start to make some changes and it's not you know here's the thing when we when we look at making changes you know it's easy to think oh gosh I've got to make an overhaul happen you know it's all overwhelming where do I start and I say to people just just start with being observant and see you know perhaps you're running late for something what's going to happen if you're late probably nothing you know what I mean? And start to look at it that way and, and, and choose what's worth stressing about and not. But we don't do that. We just, our stress senses are on. It, it you know, it, it does crazy things to our hormones and, and we're living at a time where things are, they're much higher than what they have been ever before. Yeah, and I think if we look back to as well as, that, you know, moving forward, like five years before, say if we look back five years ago, the stresses that we, demands mm. of the stress that we had five years ago is probably not as much as it is now. And to be honest with you, um, five years from now yeah. is going to be way more stressful in our lives um, than it is currently. So we know stress is always going to mm. increase. I think it's also good for people to hear that us... Uh, you know, people in wellness are still people yeah. under stress. We actually get them up from yeah. our business perspective, our family business, and, and we need to break as well. And that's for me, I always want to take uh, 90 day cycles. You know, mm-hmm. I work in 90 days of, you know, working really hard in my business, and then I need, I know I need break. So it's actually pre planned this holiday a long time ago because I know I needed that downtime because my, I know if I go four months, my, my body just runs, mm-hmm. gets runs down. So I think it's really important that you pre plan it uh, rather than just being reactive. But it's really interesting what you mentioned going back to about um, you know the signs and symptoms because the reason why I'm asking that question because most people, like you said, it's obviously mentally they go I'm stressed or I'm not stressed, mm. but it's the signs and symptoms that people miss out, which is like the painful periods. And mm. yes, unfortunately, there's not like a you know one sign you get headaches that means you're stressed. Of course not. It means that there's I think it's being being aware of your body and mm. being uh, acknowledging that those those things are happening and that could mean that it, it's the first sign of stress. What about men though? Like do, yeah. I know I'm gonna. No, no, because men, men's are men are a little bit difficult, and um, I know most of our, our listeners are mostly female, but uh, they have husbands or partners. Um, what are some of the telltale signs for men in terms of their hormones that they're under stress? Yeah, I mean, I think similar. Like I said, it does present differently with everybody else, but I find the same things tend to happen: headaches, a lot of aches and pains within the body, um, quickly being snappy or, or very quick to to get angry is yeah. a really um, key symptom. Um, and the other thing when it comes to me and my background always coming back to fertility because that's that's what started me with all of this um, is that it really upsets their, their libido and their um, quality of their sperm. So, you know, it What's is... What's happening hormonally? Like, 
what's causing that? Well, I find for most people, what, what tends to happen is when our, our um, cortisol and our adrenaline is higher um, and our stress, they're our stress hormones, obviously, um, our sex hormones adjust to, to, to keep that, that balance intact. And so um, what tends to happen is our, our, our stress hormones are heightened and our sex hormones don't actually get to do what they're supposed to do because of the influence mostly of cortisol more than adrenaline. Adrenaline's great. Adrenaline gets the job done. You feel good when you get that surge and you get it done. But what the problem is is cortisol's what's left over and it's hard to mop up. It makes a mess and it controls everything else. So all of a sudden our testosterone, a little bit of estrogen, progesterone, those things, they're not in balance anymore and that's why it starts to affect things like libido and like our, our um, sperm health as well. Yeah, but I guess, I, guess um, I assume that under stress your body's not going to want to have sex. Well, that's, no, but that's the thing too. It, totally, that's yeah. the thing. Okay, under stress you don't have a libido. It's your body's way of coping. How many stressed men are trying to conceive? Yeah. We're focusing all of the attention on the female going, there's something wrong with you. You need to go and get yourself sorted. Yeah. I would go, say in my clinical experience around 60% of the problem is, is the male and it's wow. so easy to fix you know it's just I hit them with high levels of antioxidants because that's great to help to clean up the body um, we use you know zinc and vitamin E those sorts of things and, and you know three months later they're feeling much better but they need to also implement other steps to stop that influence so what you just said though is to, to clean up what the cortisol the leftover cortisol yeah and just to help well when i'm talking about sperm health i'm, yes, I'm talking right. so help to yeah absolutely we know that you know that's the benefits of antioxidants they help to clean up the damage yeah. of everything else going on around us so um that's a that's a you know, a standard approach, and some people need a more specific approach yeah. for sure. But um, that's definitely something you can do. That's not dangerous in your own home. But like I said, it's also identifying what the stress is and where it's coming from. And I find the biggest, biggest factor when we look at all the reasons is emotional stress, and that's the hardest to deal with because that could be something that you've created 20 years ago that you don't even know that you're carrying around anymore that's actually influencing your stress response in your body keeping that higher than what it ordinarily would be so what, what do you i know this might not be your specialty but what would you recommend your clients in, the, in that circumstances to to look go after would you go see a psychologist what, uh, what, what would yeah. you go <laughs> not no no that could be useful for for some people but i generally find that i i get patients to um go in and try and you know this is not my area, no, but, but dealing with the subconscious and changing previous thoughts, patterns, beliefs, feelings about themselves that they've established, you know, whenever. I tell the story um, for myself that um, after the birth of my, my daughter, I had this insane guilt that followed me around all the time. And, you know, I, there was no reason to feel guilty. I was a new mum. I had everything I needed. I had support. I had a great career. There was no, there was no reason to feel that. But... I went and did some work with um, someone who was able to help me dig back into the first time I ever felt that feeling and it turned out I was an 11-year-old girl at a wedding. My uncle was getting married. My grandmother was really sick and she was, um, you know, we knew that she was soon to pass away and I took it upon myself as an 11-year-old girl to, to try and keep everybody happy ongoing. I made that decision at that time at that wedding and, of course, my grandma passed away and then I felt like I'd let everybody down so that's where the guilt first set in for me as an 11 year old girl because I couldn't continue to keep that and you know what do we really know as an 11 year old we don't know but I created that belief and that sat within my subconscious for 
what, years. you know, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and so it was, I had to go and do some work around rewiring or, or changing the way that my brain thought around that. So, you know, I find that type of um, therapy very useful. And it's a matter of finding, there's a lot of therapists and coaches out there that utilize specific techniques to really get back into the, you know, subconscious. We don't, we don't necessarily know we're thinking these things. We know that three percent of our thoughts are conscious 97 percent are just going on in the background that we don't know about so it's it's helping people identify that and i see that a lot in the clinic um and again like i said earlier if your stress response has been on since you've been before you were born then that's a big issue too and it's it's not that you can't look can you reverse these things i think you can implement techniques to help your body cope better under the circumstances to a point where you can thrive yeah, yeah. No, I think it's so important because I think there's a lot of different techniques and it's not for us or in this podcast to really kind of dive into no. it. But there's definitely, uh, I think it's worthwhile to investigate. I think what the key point you're saying is that go dive, be aware of the problem, yeah. that there is a problem. And number two is get deep into the core issue, not just the superficial issue. Because it's the superficial, uh, the superficial issue is usually what relates back to the original core issue. And that could have been happening when you were a teenager, the association that you made that actually is all coming back up again and it's releasing that uh, that is actually really really helpful so yeah. I've yeah. had that a lot of work that done myself and it's really it's really important it's so interesting though isn't it I've done many different types of you know whatever has been coming up for me I'm like oh I need to yeah. I need to work out what that is um, but it's so interesting and I find with patients you know even with things like missing periods or missing menstrual cycles um you know the block is is emotional yeah. and the same goes with men too it's not just women um it's just phenomenal the way that our brains work. That's a coping mechanism. That's not, you know, your body failing you. That's actually, it's protecting you from um, potentially, you know, disastrous circumstances. So we need to just embrace that and be appreciative that our bodies totally know what they're doing, but we sometimes need to go in and do the work. But you're right, you know, there are, there's different layers of symptoms, I believe, and you, you do need to start with sometimes you know, looking at your symptoms and an immediate, what can I do to relieve that? You know, we know acupuncture, chiropractic, massage, those sorts of things are excellent stress relievers, but they don't actually treat the root cause. So, you know, it might mean starting with those things to help you cope better. And that's what I say with patients. Let's help your body cope better with stress so we can then almost, you know, unveil you to what the potential is beyond that point. That's right. Rather than treating the, you know, the problem, you actually go and dive deep into that. You don't have these problems in the future. And so it's a lot of chiropractic techniques per se. It might not be within chiropractic, but a lot of chiropractors do, you know, with NET, NOT yes. and all the, you know, freedom techniques and stuff. They're all, you know, get dive into those issues and release those, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, well, you know, the thought that you were talking about that was really interesting about stress. You know, we're here in Hawaii and but you were just talking <laughs> about stress can be contagious, don't you think? Oh. Like it's a, it's not just one person, right? You so <laughs> two things. Stress is an epidemic <laughs> and it is contagious and we're being conditioned to believe that we are not going to be successful if we're not stressed. Yeah. And it's 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 almost an illness. Mm. And you're right, it is. People pick up on that vibe. Um, it, it, you, you know, I, I, it's the one thing I say, you know, it's your choice. You can choose ease or stress. It doesn't make you any less successful because you've chosen to do something with ease. It's all it is. It's a conscious choice, right? You're going, you know, in, in days that I am really um, wound up or stressed, I have to sometimes sit back and go, what am I choosing right now? Am I choosing to fly off the handle and let my stress response drive this or am I choosing ease? And it's just being conscious. That's all it is it, to kind of remind myself, no, I'm not choosing the stress 
side of it. I'm choosing ease and I'm going to go down that path to achieve the same outcome. Yeah, it's like, is that uh, all of our fable, the native fable? It's like there's two wolves, you know, which wolves do you want to feed? Mm. The, you know, the yes. stress wolf or the, you know, the wolf that's, uh, that's going to give you ease. And I think it's contagious because it becomes a problem in the family. So mm. if you're, you know, if you're stressed, and all of a sudden you're going to cause your husband to be stressed, mm. and then your kids are going to pick up on the stress, and they're going to be stressed, and it just like it just spreads and spreads. Absolutely. And then, unless someone decides to stop it, and um, and you have to be the person to consciously go and all right, I got to stop this, you know, well, this contagious. And, absolutely. And, and I think the thing is, it, it is a choice, and and you know. <laughs> It's tricky. I like to tell the story um, when Geordie, my, Geordie's got cystic fibrosis and when he was diagnosed, it was an extremely stressful time and it was all very medical and and doom and gloom and your life's over, basically. That was the message that we were being fed um, from anyone that we met from hospital staff and that's not to, to discredit them. They've got a job to do and that's the way that they approach it. But for me, that was adding more fuel to the stress and there was a, a turning point and it was several days into... Geordie's very young journey that I turned to my husband and I said we've got a choice here we can either cho- choose the fear and the stress road or we can choose the ease and the wellness road and I'm going with that because it's much nicer over there and and Geordie is a very healthy thriving little boy yeah, and I is. think that's very much part of you know obviously we do a lot for him but our mindset and our approach to his health is about health not sickness and yeah. you know there's so many angles that we can look at this illness is debilitating it's stressful but we don't look at it like that having a headache is stressful you know yeah. so identifying it's like we said too, no, right? yeah exactly so it's it's you know i think the word stress has the wrong connotation associated to it sometimes that we see it as just being busy and it's good to, to, I think, blow that out of the water and say it is It is so much more than that and it's almost everything else alongside of that that, mm. that you know, makes that up. It's such a, such a critical thing and I started to attract it. Deborah totally reminds me of the story of, of my wife. When we were first pregnant with Kaya, um, we were about, I would say, maybe a, you know, three months in and we told our, um, our parents on Christmas Day um, and unfortunately, my father-in-law, some of you who were here at the summit last year, my father-in-law actually um, broke his neck on the surf and became a quadriplegic on Christmas Day. And and I remember telling my wife, because knowing you know the hormones, how it affects and how the stress of the mother can actually affect the child and how they will become when they come out being you know born, we you know I, had to, I said to her, I said we got to make a choice here. You got to make a choice. And says we, I know it's a stressful situation. I mean, your dad now become a quadriplegic is not easy transition. But I said. You know, one of the key things we got to keep in mind here is that if we don't control our emotions through this process, our child is going to be, in, you know, in a very, very difficult situation because, you know, she's going to be living this whole six months of stress mm-hmm. now inside your womb, thinking this world is such a stressful yeah, place. Absolutely. And so it's, it's about being in control. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important for what you Agreed. just said. Just, yeah. You actually have that ability every single moment in time to choose. Now let's go back to this, Noel, because we're we obviously we've been here uh, for a few days. Well, you've been here for a week. I've been here for a few days. Have you found? Let's be honest. Have you found it difficult to unwind out of business mode <laughs> into uh, you know relaxation mode? Internet makes it impossible <laughs> unless you turn off. So here's the thing: I had to talk Sorry. my husband into coming over here because he's like, let's just go to Hamilton Island. I'm like, no, I need to get out of the country so <laughs> that I can be oh, yep in a different time zone. Now that actually works for me, being yeah. in a different time zone. I, f- I don't wake up and we're not on the same page yeah, as, right. as... We're not on the same page. No, the page we're not, yeah. right? So that works. Um, I have to admit that I, I'm guilty of taking time, you know, it's taken me time to unwind, but I could recognise almost to the day and the minute that that happened. So I, I would say that 
you know, it probably takes me longer to unwind that I would like to admit. Yeah. Um, but I do get to that point where I can step away, and I think I'm there now. But I've yeah. been here for a week, yeah. and I've still got another week to go. Um, <laughs> but look, honestly, the internet doesn't help, and I have had, um, you know, contact with work still goes on, and you know, when you're a business owner, yeah. um, you've got to have some touch with what's going on. So there has been a few emails that have, that have you know, reignited that, but I've been able to manage that better. Yeah. So the reason why I'm asking that because I'm finding that tough. You know, like I just. You know, for me, it's been a crazy travel schedule. I've been in mm. Europe for, for a whole entire week, and I got back to Sydney for like literally 24 hours, and then I'm off again. I'm in different time zones, and I want to get back into it because as an entrepreneur, yes. it's yes. very, very hard not to <laughs> not to be working and your brain just taking over. But I'm with my family, so I'm really trying to switch off, and I'm really just trying to find that downtime. Now, what is there something in the body from a hormonal perspective? Is that is there a reason for it? That, that's hard to unwind to kind of get back yeah, into it's that cortisol. Mode. Okay, good. It's cortisol. Okay. That's what totally. I want to get to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's it's oh, it's it's the bugger. Like I call it the bugger. It it, yeah. it 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 controls everything, and it's so hard for us to move that out. Cortisol's designed to be released, you know, in in a flight or flight situation where we need to like you know run and save our lives or or lift a car to save a baby and your body utilizes it but we don't do that we we you know we're sedentary and we're not utilizing it moving it through our body properly so that's the thing it keeps like i keep saying it keeps our stress response higher than what it ordinarily would be so it's got an after effect yes okay that's what i want to get to yeah Yeah, absolutely so it kind of stays in the and this is the one that you know cortisol is is um when you hear of adrenal fatigue it's Mm. very often that's that's you know what's playing out there that the adrenals can't actually get a grip on what's going on and keep up with demand um and you know certainly if you've ever experienced adrenal fatigue or your adrenals crashing it's not fun i have (laughs) and that's what led me to this path especially around stress and then looking at thyroid and adrenals and that whole relationship but you know the symptoms of that are pretty full-on and they come very quickly and but here's the thing too you know again telling my story i my adrenals crashed Oh, six months after Geordie was diagnosed and you know we'd been through that big stressful yep. period and kind of found our feet again and this one day I woke up and I was like I'd been hit by a bus and probably the first time I'd ever called my husband home from work in you know however how many years and it was it took me time to get over it it really did you know I had I did a lot of acupuncture I did a lot of chiro I did a lot of herbs and 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 a lot of downtime um and it but it, let's say it took me three or four weeks to get over that. I see patients that have been like that for years yeah. because they haven't been able to implement the right tools as well. So if you're not doing the right thing and you're not feeding the, your body the right the right nutrients and the right information and you don't have your emotions in check um, and you don't adjust your environment, you can't move past that because it's, it's constantly being fed. Yep. So it is really important that, that we do that and, and it's not easy and that's why sometimes you do need to help get people to, you know, so let's, let's talk about in. how to do that. Okay, so yeah. I mean, just give us uh, a few things. We've got about five minutes left. You know, how do we, what are some of the, you know, food-wise from a specific food or exercise or a yeah. mindset thing, what are some of the tips to actually mm. help us unwind and get rid of that cortisol level so we can actually get back to baseline so we can actually have a restful holiday and so that we can actually, when we get back on track, we actually starting on a much better platform. Mm. One of the things I love about holidays is generally you do a lot of walking. 
more than what you would do at home. You know, you walk out and you get dinner or you go to look at the shops or, the, you know, you go on hikes or those sorts of things, and that, which is a great way to, first of all, start to get, you know, cortisol moving out of your system. Um, so that's something that I think is really easy to do on holidays. And, you know, very often you're swimming or there's lots, there's lots more activity, and I think that really helps. Um, Nutrient-wise, we know our hormones are made of fat and protein. So if we're feeding our bodies good amounts of fat and protein, um, we are giving our hormones what they need because let's not forget if you're not feeding that, that's another stress. Your body's just going, hang on, I don't have what I need right now to actually, you know, fuel your body. So, you know, we've been caught up in the low-fat food movement for a really long time. It doesn't actually serve our bodies at all. Um, it puts us in that stress response again. Um, it affects our thyroid and the way that our thyroid functions. So that is something that we can start to introduce very easily with, you know, beautiful things like eggs and oily fish and nuts and seeds and avocados and all those things that, I don't know, they seem to be available here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really, really good. And then, you know, consciously, again, it's mindset as well. What can you do to detox your mind whilst you're on holidays? Is it engrossing yourself in a book learning to even take five minutes and meditate um you know i went for a walk yesterday and i thought i'm just going to actually just you know be present and and talk to myself almost you know and and meditate whilst i was walking and and it was it was a gift it was amazing you know so those sorts of things we have time and space to do those things on holidays you get it it's not always easy with kids you know they want to do things too but I think um just you know being mindful about the small things that you can start to do to really make make a difference um that and sleep (laughs) sleep is something else you get to do on holidays and 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 you know definitely helps to re reset and recharge the body and I think that's really important if you're having trouble sleeping because, you know, your hormones are out of balance, then that's something that I would say to people, you know, try and get, you might need to get someone on board to help to recognise that and do what you can around that too so you can have that restful time. And that's outside of hopefully using medication. There's lots of things you yeah. can do. But if it's hormone imbalance and you're taking medication to sleep, it's not actually fixing the problem. So, you know, there's, there's yeah. lots of things that need to be done. But I think, you know, just... Taking, like you said, like you said, around um, you know scheduling in your holidays. I think it's important to recognise, you know, in the lead up to me coming away, I felt like I'd lost my mojo. I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, had no new ideas. You know, I, I have an active website and I want to, I write books and things like that. So I was like, oh man, I've just lost it. And I knew all I needed to do was actually just have some time out. So as challenging as it is to switch off. I know that when I go back, I'm going to be firing and recharged, which is the same reason why you're having a holiday. Even though you're excited and you want to do all these things, you know you're going to be a hundred times more proactive when you get back because you've had that downtime. And I think just surrendering to that, and it doesn't have to be a grand vacation to Hawaii. It could be a hike, you know, in the mountains for two hours on your, you know, with someone that you love spending time with or um, taking a drive somewhere. It doesn't have to be a grand thing, but it's just, you know, working out what your thing is to help you de-stress as well i think so exactly it's, it's about planning having mm. that plan and forward planning because i know my rhythm mm. and i know when i need the break and my family needs it's almost like my family needs a break too as yeah. well because you know and so not a break from you not a break from me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they need to see they you to after that so, um, that's one of, the, one of the key things especially you know knowing that i was gonna be away and i thought you know what this is the perfect time mm. to kind of spend a, a time away because i know i'm at home i I'm working, yeah. you know, there's always that temptation that's there, so it's really difficult. So by removing myself, just like you, removing myself, different time zone, um, it allows me not to work, which is a great thing. Yeah. So uh, 
So I think to add to that, I think the one more thing I would love is what you said about going for the hike is the experience, you know, having yeah. a different experience that you never get to have switch your gears in your mind to discover something new and I think that's really important to just allow that your brain to become more creative and you're just going to become a you know a bigger person for it too as well absolutely even things like those you know you've seen those amazing colouring books those adult colouring books and everything like that now like whatever it is it doesn't it doesn't have to be what floats your boat or my boat but people generally know what their thing is they're like oh you know I just love nothing more than to engross myself in a book right now or I'd love nothing more than to go for a massage right now whatever that is and, and do it and enjoy it. That's yeah. the thing, you know. Don't do it and go. Oh, I should I'm be at work. I did that the other weekend. I tell you, before we finish, I um, I I found a book and I was so engrossed in it. And I don't never, I never, I just never do this. And I remember, so the whole weekend, I literally sat on the couch and read this book. And my husband said to me Sunday afternoon, "Are you going to move?" I'm like, no, I'm not. This is like the best experience ever. Because you're right, I'd never done it before. I'd never actually sat and read a book from front to cover, yeah. uh, front to back, ever. So I was like, you know, it's about the experience, totally. And that was enough to recharge me to get through the three weeks before we came away. Yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been a great discussion. I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, the background music in the back. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, we, we could have found something really, you know, quiet, but I thought having a little bit of Hawaiian music in the background, being live, just like literally people just listening to us and uh, <laughs> while we chat away, it's been fantastic. So um, where, where do people find about more about you? I know you're still practicing and... I am. You're still speaking. Yes. I'm excited for the Wellness Summit, first of all, let me say. And I'm excited to speak more about hormones. Um, But I'm at natkringudis.com.au and the clinic is the pagoda tree. So um, hopefully one of those avenues is easy to find. But, you know, head to the website. It's all there. So I'll ask you one last question before we head off. I know it's gone over time, but no, the boys are not here. I get to control the show. So, (laughs) Um, you know, you're a best-selling author. Um, You know, you got several books under your belt. What's 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 next for you? What's 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 a good challenge for you? My challenge: I want to get to the U.S. um, in the next six months and really spread the message to young girls in the U.S. Um, We had the opportunity of speaking in schools in Australia over the last 18 months, and that's been amazing. And I just recognise that if we can get to young women before their issues start to set in I think we can make amazing difference for um, women's health long term so that's really my goal and my vision um, and to you know publish our my latest book over in the US and um, see where that takes us so it's exciting and I'm, I'm prepared to step up and it's not going to stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your latest book, just so that people know? Oh, my latest book is Well and Good, and that's available in all good bookstores. Cool. Excellent. I think we actually did an interview I just before you we the yes. launch uh, last year. Uh, I think it's episode 171, if I, I'm correct on that, so you might want to go check that out. Well, I'm really excited for you to come to the Wellness Summit. If you guys have not heard about the Wellness Summit, go, go to thewellnesssummit.com. That's thewellnesssummit.com. Check us out. We're going to be in Melbourne, August 15th and 16th. It's going to be Nat's going to be there. The Wellness Guys are going to be there. The Upper Chat Girls are going to be there. Cal Brock is going to be there and Joe Wynn's going to be there. It's just going to be a fantastic couple of days. It's going to be full of just, it's not just about the speakers to be honest with you. It's actually about just meeting uh, with a whole bunch of people who are like-minded and who are on the same path as you are. That's the most uh, critical thing. I think that's uh, just meeting different people and that's where that's where the action is. Guys, make sure you go check out uh, thewellnesscouch.com to look at the summer tickets go to uh, facebook.com slash the wellness guys or the wellness couch let us know what you think about this particular podcast about Nats as well and uh, her thoughts on stress and what maybe some give us some of your ideas on how you unwind on your holidays and uh, make sure you go to iTunes subscribe to us there give us a five star rating as uh, with Damien likes and uh, make sure you comment below too as well this is uh, Dr. Lawrence Tam and uh, without Damien Christophe and Brett Hill 
but with the gorgeous Nat Congrutus. I hope that you guys uh, sign up and spread this message and podcast to all your friends and other strangers who need a wellness update. See you on the next episode of The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.